welcome to Next Reads, a podcast where we read the first chapter of a young adult or middle grade book to help you decide what to read next. I'm your host, Erin, and I am the Youth and Teen Services Librarian at the North Liberty Library. My pronouns are she and her. And as a reminder, the North Liberty Library respects everyone's freedom of speech and the freedom to read and or listen. Some content might be hurtful to younger ears, so please listen accordingly. I try to give warnings if I know there's language or situations that might make listeners uncomfortable. All right, so this week I am reading from one of the Iowa Children's Choice book picks for 2020-2021 school year. It is called Saving Winslow, and it is by Sharon Creech. I have read this book before and absolutely think that it is the most charming book that I have read in a very, very long time. So I hope that you check it out because it's super cute. I'm going to read the front cover, and because the chapters are really, really short, I'm going to read several of them just to give you guys a little flavor. Louis doesn't have the best luck when it comes to nurturing small creatures, not even lightning bugs, worms, or goldfish. So when his father brings home a sickly newborn mini donkey, he's determined to save him. He names him Winslow. Taking care of him helps Louis feel closer to his brother, Gus, who is far, far away in the army. Everyone worries that Winslow won't survive, especially Louis's quirky new friend, Nora. But as Louis's bond with Winslow grows, surprising events prove that this fragile donkey and Louis are stronger than anyone could have imagined. So there we go. Oh my goodness, there's a lot of pages before I get to the first chapter. Okay, what is it? In the laundry basket on the kitchen floor was a lump. Another dead thing, Louis asked. Not yet, his father said. It was the midst of winter, When night, like an unwelcome guest, came too early and stayed too long, and when each day seemed smaller than the one before. Louis's mother stared down at the basket that her husband had brought into the house. Another one of Uncle Pete's, I presume. Uncle Pete had a small farm on the outskirts of town. Anything to do with Uncle Pete usually involved Louis's father wasting time or money or doing something dangerous, like chopping down trees or racing tractors through mud fields or disposing of dead animals. Louis's father had already brought home and buried two piglets that had not survived their birth. Louis knelt beside the basket, a small gray head with black eyes and feathery eyelashes and sticking up ears emerged. Attached to the head was a trembling thin body and four long spindly legs, all of it covered in splotchy gray fur scattered with brown freckles. It was not a dog or a cat. It was a pitiful looking thing and it was gazing at Louis. He felt a sudden rush as if the roof had peeled off the house and the sun had dived into every corner of the kitchen. A goat, he asked, kneeling beside the basket. No, a donkey, his father said, a mini donkey, born last night. A mini donkey? Louis's hand cupped the donkey's head, patting it gently. The donkey seemed too weak to move. Something wrong with it? The mother is sick and can't take care of it. Poor mama, Louis said. Poor baby. What will happen to it? Probably go downhill fast. Might last a day or two. No! So, his mother said, why do you have the donkey? Why did you bring it home if it might just die in a day or two? I don't know, his father said. I felt sorry for it. I thought maybe we could at least watch it until it, you know, 
Until it dies, he whispered that last word. The donkey made a small noise that sounded like, please. Louis lifted the donkey from the basket and held it close. It smelled of wet hay. It put its face against Louis's neck and made that noise again. Please. Okay, Louis said, I accept the mission. What mission? To save this pitiful motherless donkey. Chapter two, something different approaching. Louis's house was old and cold and drafty and leaky, rising up out of its stone cellar with good intention, but weakening as it reached the bowed roof topping the musty attic. The house was like many others on the narrow roads this side of town. Beyond the town stretched farmland and empty fields. In summers past, the house had felt light and airy, with cooling breezes puffing the curtains in and out of the windows, and always his older brother Gus there, so full of energy and purpose. Come on, Louis, let's paint the porch. And come on, Louis, let's clean out that vegetable patch. And come on, Louis, let's go to the creek. Always was something new to do. But now Gus was in the army, gone already a year, and now it was winter, and each day short and dark and cold, until this snowy Saturday morning in January, with the wind plastering the windows with wet flakes, when Louis had awakened feeling floaty, suspended in the air with something different approaching. Chapter 3. Don't let it hear you. Louis had not had the best luck nurturing small creatures. Those worms he brought into the house when he was three years old, those cute, wriggling things dried up and died two days later. The lightning bug so carefully caught and tipped into the glass jar with holes punched in the lid, dead on the bottom of the jar three days later. The lively goldfish won at the carnival, belly up at the end of the week. Blue parakeet also won at the carnival, carefully fed and watered and talked to, three months, then gasped its last breath at the bottom of its cage. The kitten found at the side of the road, ran away the second day. The bird limping across the porch and gently brought indoors, flew out an open window two days later. Hamster, snake, turtle, lizard, Louis tried, but all of them, each and every one, either shriveled and died or escaped. More recently, he had been longing for a dog. His parents thought it would be a better idea if he borrowed a dog from time to time, one that didn't live with them, one that didn't need walking in the rain and snow, and one that didn't pee on the carpet or chew on the furniture. So Louis was more than a little surprised when his father came home that Saturday morning with the pitiful donkey wrapped in a blue blanket. I don't want to watch it die, his mother said. No, Louis said. No dying. I told you. I accept the mission. The pitiful creature tentatively touched its nose to Louis. Aww. Don't get attached, his mother warned. You're going to be heartbroken when it... Shh, Louis said. Don't let it hear you. He asked his father if it was a boy or a girl. Boy, he said. Poor thing. His parents stepped out onto the front porch to discuss the situation. Louis could see his mother waving her arms here and there, and his father nodding helplessly, shrugging his shoulders, as if he realized he had not thought this through. And then Louis saw him waving his arms and smiling and making a cute donkey face. The pitiful donkey was trembling in Louis's arms, his wee head nuzzling Louis's neck, his long spindly legs folded up awkwardly. By the time his parents came inside, Louis had a plan. He'll stay in the cellar. I can sleep there with him on the cot. Maybe we could have the heater on at night. We need to go to the feed store and get some hay for him to sleep on, and a bottle, and some milk formula. His mother's mouth opened and shut. No sounds came out. Mom, will you watch him while Dad and I get supplies? Louis handed the donkey to her, pushing him gently into her reluctant arms. 
Louis's mother bent her head to the donkey, studying his sweet face. Go on, she said, but I'm warning you both, he may not last the night, and if he does, he may not last another day or two. You're going to be so, so sad. No, Louis said, I will save Winslow. Winslow, Mom said, that's his name, Winslow. It just came to me out of the air. And that is as far as I'm going to read. So if you are an animal lover, I will give you a slight spoiler alert. This is a good animal book to read and fall in love with because he does not die at the end. So I hope that doesn't ruin it for you. But sometimes I like to know these things going into a book because I'm an animal lover and it just breaks my heart when you get attached to one in a book and then they don't make it. So anyways, I hope you enjoyed those first couple of chapters and that you are inspired to check that out. If you don't know what the Iowa Children's Choice Book Awards are all about, ask your librarian at your school or your teacher as well and they can discuss with you more about that. We do have all of the Iowa Children's Choice Award books in our library available to check out. So if you did not care for Saving Winslow, there are plenty of other choices that you can find in the library. So thank you for listening, and I hope that you join me next time.